The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's James here, Paid Waller Music. Brendan, my usual co-host, is not with us. Uh, he might be later, but he's got some prior commitments right now. Today we have Dan Dolby of Trepanation Recordings in the UK and Roger Mortis of Curse Monk Records in Ireland. Thanks for coming on the show. Great to have you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem. We, uh, so for anyone who reads our site, uh, you probably know that we have a pretty good relationship with both of these labels. We cover a lot of their content. Um, and they make it very easy to do that because they keep putting out great content. So uh, I just wanted to start by saying to you guys, both of you, that uh, I really respect uh, both your labels and the music that you put out, um, not just because of the consistency, but the quality and that you both take a chance on music that, you know, I mean, a lot of labels, they find a niche sound and they stick to that. And this is what we do. But both of you guys really push the boundaries. And if you find a band that you like, that you think is good, you put it out regardless of sound. And I really respect that. Cheers. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's um, I've got such a eclectic music taste that I don't think I can ever stick to one <laughs> one particular type of music. So um, it's good that people listen and, and appreciate it because um, yeah, I don't think I'll stop doing that anytime soon. Yeah, I'm glad. I couldn't. Agree. Oh, what was that? I said I couldn't agree more with Dan. There, it's you know, if something's good and it comes up, put it out. If if I listen to it myself, I'm going to put it out. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's how it should be. I mean, you can kind of tell when you're listening to labels music if it's something they're putting out because they think it will make money or if there's something they put out because they want to listen to it and they want to own a physical copy. And, uh, yeah, you can feel the difference sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, something I go, go for when I'm listening to submissions. If it's something that I can see myself listen to on multiple occasions, then, you know, then it's it's kind of the right thing to put out. I, I I couldn't like release anything that I wasn't digging, if you know what I mean. Regardless right. of whether I think it'd make money or not, it's just it's just not our role. I know a lot of labels do, and, and fair play to them. Um, they're a lot more business savvy than me, probably. But <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not something I could I could do. I, I wouldn't be able to give give it my all, and you know, if if I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. So. Yes, yeah, I mean, I think if I if I couldn't annoy someone telling them about a piece of music in the pub, I'm not going to do any good annoying people on the internet trying to get them. To <laughs> that's that's about right, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you both: um, what made you both decide to start labels? What what was the inspiration, and sort of what what was that journey like getting started for both of you? Um, well, I. Uh, Basically, I'd, I'd run um, a, a noise a net label uh, for a few years and, and ran into problems uh, like a lot of people did on Bandcamp and everything got removed. Everything got taken down from YouTube. Um, and to be perfectly honest, whilst there's a lot of nice people in the noise scene, there's also a lot of people that I'd rather not associate with, <laughs> um, for want of a better phrase. And that's not saying... That everyone's bad but it's it's a small scene and uh, there are certain people on there that I, i'd rather just not give my time mm -hmm. um so after that it was kind of obviously with being in bands and, and making music myself it was kind of 
I decided to sort of put more focus into releasing small run physicals. Um, with with regards to the, the other label, it was all all just sort of on Bandcamp and digital. Um, and then uh, I kind of I, I launched it. I'd, I'd done the I'd recorded the first Catafalque album with with Thomas, who's he's in Catafalque as well. And we was looking for a place to put it out, and I was just thinking, well, it's probably a, a good way to sort of have have a release, which it's kind of I'm involved with to start off with. So if any mistakes happen, then it's only my release that's getting affected. Mm-hmm. If if you know what I mean. So uh, that started off with the first release, but the the main thought behind starting it like starting the label was being in a band and, and playing shows with other great bands that I really enjoy. I just thought I'd, it'd be a good, good way to uh, sort of set up a platform to just give people a little bit of a boost. I mean, I, I know the reach isn't massive, uh, mm. but every little helps at the end of the day. So if they can get their album out on a cassette, a CD or sometimes a vinyl then then that's great i mean it's never been about making any any kind of money otherwise about 80 percent of the stuff i release i probably shouldn't have released but that's not what it's about i enjoy it and i just there's a lot of talent out there that goes unnoticed and just being able to provide a, a platform i just thought was really important you know and and if some like a much bigger label hears them enjoys what they do signs them up for the next release then that's fantastic you know i've done my little part in getting them to the wider world that's a um it's a great attitude to have because i've seen some labels small labels sort of bitching about like oh we, this band got poached from us to a big label that's bullshit I'm like well you should really be happy for them you know what i mean like if it's a bigger label and they've moved on to there, that, that should be a good thing. That, that means that you've helped promote them to a point where other labels are noticing them. Absolutely. I mean, every every release I do is on a release-by-release release basis. I'd, I'd never sign people up to multiple releases or anything like that. For one, it, there might be a clash of uh, personalities at some point, and they mm-hmm. might not want to work with me anymore. I might not want to work with them anymore. And right. what's the point in getting into something like that with a multi-album deal? As I said, I'm not big enough to offer anything like that um but i've had a lot of returning bands that wanted me to put stuff out for them which is nice but i would never begrudge any band for going to a a bigger label at all i mean Mm -hmm. i've got no delusions of grandeur i I know what trepanation is i know the size of trepanation i know what i can offer and if there's a label there substantially bigger that that wants to release like a, the next album from one of the bands, then great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important for the band to to make the right decision and reach a wider as wide as audience as possible. Really, I mean, I've mm-hmm. I'd never hold any grudges for a band going. I know, I know, some people do. Yeah, but it's no, it's not what I do. But yeah, I do. good luck, good luck to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. Oh, so what about you, Roger? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's pretty silly when people get ticked off over like a band that they work with getting onto a bigger label. I mean, you've done your job as a smaller label to promote them to the point of getting to a bigger label. 
You know what I mean? If you can offer a, a small run of something and then someone can come along and offer a larger run and then you're bitching about it, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, where Curse Monk came from, I was doing, I still am doing uh, a dark ambient project called Rory O'Veal and I had a couple of albums out. But it was, I was finding it hard to get reviews because it's a really hard fucking name to pronounce and it's dark ambient music. so i figured that if i had a label people might take it more seriously when they get it into their inbox created Monk records as kind of a a fake label i'd never any intentions of putting out any music until when i created the facebook page i started getting messages and emails and whatnot and from bands that like i really really liked like weed priest and luxury mollusk and bands i admired over here and i thought Fuck it, roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, so that's kind well, of where first one came from. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> wow, I actually had no idea about that. So I was going to ask next. Um, I know there's too many releases that you've all put out over the past year, but and, and I know you don't want to play favorites or anything. But were there any albums that you put out that you personally really enjoyed working with the band or you really enjoyed the album or you just listened to the album really regularly it's like are there any favorites that you've had in the past year you want to go first then uh i can do yep uh yeah there's been there's been a few to be honest um i i enjoyed i'm a big noise rock fan so the dead mammals album was cool um worked on that with uh, forbidden place records um mount escapes album um acceptance was was awesome uh just recently sold out of the CD run for that, but we I'm doing a second pressing of it. Um, obviously, working with Everson Pose, amazing. May's a, a great person. Um, uh, and also uh, Concrete Ships. Uh, they've yeah. been great guys to, to work with. Um, I mean, their album did, did great. It got great reviews. Um, mm-hmm to the extent where we're releasing it on vinyl as well, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, you know, oh, there's been so many. Uh, Apnea, they're, they're great. Uh, bunch of lads. Um, and then coming up, we've got some more. Everson Poe, uh, A Sea of Dead Trees album is bloody marvellous. Um, awesome. Still, their album is, uh, to be honest, I don't quite know how I've managed to release that because they're amazing <laughs> i'm just <laughs> glad they're on the label uh, that's coming out on vinyl as well uh oh i could go on and i don't mean to miss anyone out if i have that that was just releases from this year off the top of my head but again i've, I've enjoyed them all otherwise i wouldn't have released them really so right yeah yeah it's a tough question sorry to put you on the spot that no one. no that's <laughs> absolutely fine <laughs> yeah leave dan go first so i have more time to think about it <laughs> No, honestly, for me, uh, getting to work with the Mountain King again was great because Eric is what he can do on his own is is just genius. Mm-hmm. Um, Stick are fantastic. They're, they're they're two kids not long out of high school, and I really feel that they're creating something very unique. Um, getting to work with Nomadic Rituals because I've played gigs with those guys. Like I'd be personal friends with them, and I really, really, really like that band. And then getting the opportunity to work with that band was amazing, and, and getting something out in vinyl. CD and tape. Um, Serpent Moon, which is coming up, is I, I yeah I really like it because it's so miserable. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. 
That's horrible. I really dig it. <laughs> um, hopefully, we're on board for Nothing Is Real, for a double album for Nothing Is Real. You should check him out if you've not heard of him before. It's it's kind of psychedelic doom stuff, but it's really really good. So I was um I was doing some editing here, and I was just listening to Nothing Is Real, and then I get an email from Nothing Is Real, so that kind of blew me away. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm putting you out." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think I'm getting to work with uh, Nomadic Rituals and, and Suitsayer, of course. They're getting to put out their live album just on the back of their, their new album that's out in Transcend and Obscurity was great because I'd be fairly good friends with two members of that band too. Con, awesome. you might personally. So it's, it's uh, getting to work with friends and trying getting to promote your friends is always, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's It feels really good, <laughs> you know? Definitely, 100%. It's kind of funny that Nothing Is Real one. I uh, I was actually hanging out with Nicholas Turner, the guy behind Nothing Is Real last weekend. We got burritos, and he, he was telling me about you putting that double album. I've heard the album; it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he, it's he, so he, good. It's class. It's really, really good. Yeah, but so, I'm putting out a split between him and Wasteland Coven as well. That should be coming out shortly. Awesome. I'm doing it, but we're not we're not doing it with um. Transylvania recordings, but they're also doing it with Transylvania recordings, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so, so. you guys tape with them, but me and Transylvania, we're not doing it together, if that makes sense. And yeah. then Ivory Primarch will be out in the fall, and they're from Melbourne. Excellent band. Excellent, excellent. Again, kind of very unique, very, very heavy. I think that can start out with like Proggy Synth and then Funeral Doom is always a win, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh dan i know that you put out uh that, that special edition or you're part of the special edition release of that wallowing album of planet loss yes um, yeah. yeah that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life that their comic book was just it's unreal yeah awesome. i mean wallowing are great and we've played some uh gigs with them so i was just talking to them one time um after we played the show and uh they mentioned they was doing a, a comic book and they'd said that they hadn't released the album on CD, uh, but they'd done some of the other, other kind of variants. So it was just mm -hmm. kind of, we got talking about that and then we kind of went from there really. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was great to be involved in. Everyone put a, a lot of work into to that, um, Luke doing the, the comic book and everything. So yeah, it was nice to be involved in, in that. It was obviously completely different to anything that I've done before. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Yep, great guys. Um, they've got a, I think we've got another split EP coming out on Sludge Lord soon, I believe it is. So, uh, which awesome. is I've, I've heard the tracks off that uh, that they've done, um, and they sound great. So, definitely a band to look out for. Wallowing up. And uh, um, Roger, I know that uh, the artist behind Mountain King, uh, Eric, he did a graphic novel as well, didn't he? Yeah, Kaiju comic book. He just released a soundtrack for it, which is. Exciting. Nice. Um, I should be putting out his next album as well, which I'm really looking forward to because it is uh I can't I can't think of the word that describes it, but essentially it's the same forwards as it is backwards. Oh so it hits in the middle and then switches and then yeah, it's I mean Eric is uh never shy of ideas and they always work out, so I'm really looking forward to hearing it. He's uh he's got some really cool stuff going on with everything he releases. That the smell of stars in Vomit Two is I would say one of my most listened to albums in the last well since it came out. I mean, 
that's yeah. that's just a piece of art. There's no other way to describe it. Like, I mean, I think it was five years he was working on it or something. It makes and sense. you know, it's one guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, it's impressive. But for anyone who doesn't know that album, um, I just—I mean—I have to touch on the concept. It's just one of the coolest lyrical concepts I've heard. Um, basically, it's a how long? It's an hour, isn't it? A one-hour track. Um, and it's an, uh, it's an hour and oh, I think it's an it's two hours or something. Hour eighty, I think. I think it's. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, because we had to put it on two CDs. Oh right, yeah. No, it's yeah, right, it is. Um, yeah, an hour and a half or something like that. A track, um, two hours track. Uh, basically, it's a one story being told uh, of a guy who, I guess, his spaceship kind of gets destroyed, and he drifts out into space, um, and he keeps expecting to die, and his oxygen runs out, but he never dies, and then he kind of realizes he's not actually human. He was a cyborg all along. Uh, and he was programmed to think he was human, and he has this huge, I guess, identity crisis or uh, existential crisis about the fact that he was never actually alive, um, and then loses track of time and space, drifting through space, and kind of goes on like a cosmic journey um, before he gets stuck into a black hole. So, yeah, if you like sci-fi and really deep stuff like that, it's yeah, master. Sounds, sounds great. What was that one? I'll have to check it out. The smell, uh, of, the smell of stars and vomit too. Yeah, he has um. Smell of Stars and Vomit, The Smells of Stars and Vomit 2, and The Smells of Stars and Vomit 25, if you hit his bank camp. It's, it's essentially The Smell of Stars and Vomit is one track. Smell of Stars and Vomit 2 is where it's split in the middle, but we got S-Ban from Monitor. He, he mixed and mastered it, so he put in a break. And then 25 is it's split into 25 manageable chunks, as Eric would put it. So, nice one. I'll definitely check them out. Roger, I had to mention this band. I know it wasn't this year, but it's stuck with me ever since I've heard it. Gord, uh, The Emptied Waste, that album, is still, I think, one of the most haunting pieces of music I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Ray and and Hick, they're, they're two friends of mine. I've played gigs with them. Gord are incredible. To see him live is, is to see him, if you know what I mean. They're mm-hmm. nasty. If I'm ever there, I get to go up and do vocals with them, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Would you come up and sing? It's like sing what? It doesn't matter. Just fucking scream. So like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, they're working on new material at the moment. And then Ray, I'm putting out his uh, solo stuff, which is called Beneath the Sod. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go like way down into the early Curse Monk stuff, I have a split with him and Crypticum, and he's got an album pre that. It's like Gord. It's Gordy, but it's more mm-hmm. industrial. It's also if you like Gorgeous, you love it. So okay, great. I have to check that out then, because um, I love Gord. Yeah, man, I love Gord. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, I wanted to mention that uh, uh, great Dismal Swamp uh, band. That was pretty unusual stuff. I thought that was very, very cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a, it. Was a, a bit of a mad one. Um, <laughs> nice guys. Uh, I just they they just done their. Um, their first sort of EP uh, around when lockdown was all kicking off uh, last year. And I didn't really have any space to do a, um, a physical, uh, but I kind of set up Trepanation Digital uh, at that point just to do digital only releases, which have kind of now things are getting back to normal. It's, it's not really uh, doing much, to be honest. It was, it was more for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I released that on there, the first EP, and then when they had done the album, uh, they'd sent that through, and I was kind of like, yeah, that, that's, that's ace, um, but do you want to kind of release it? 
because I, I felt bad for not releasing their EP on a physical version before. <laughs> um, we did like a double CD, so it's got got both uh, the album and the EP in there. So awesome. Um, and then, I mean, the other one I wanted to mention, I'm actually just about to post the review in like an hour's time. Uh, I just finished running it this morning. Is uh, Wax One? That is some uh, pretty cool stuff there as well. Yeah, Waxworm. Um, I I released the uh, Duncan's um, Moonlow project last year. Yes, yep, I remember um, that, which was good. Uh, and then he kind of approached me with this. Uh, well, it was probably the back end of last year actually that he'd had the tracks for years that he'd been working with uh, Arthur, who lives in uh, in Australia, mm-hmm. um, on them, and they, they were kind of part. Well, mostly finished when he sent them through to me. But as soon as I heard them, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this, this is cool." Completely different for the label. It's it's kind of places reminds me a bit of kind of uh, Depeche Mode. Yep. You know, and that kind of thing. And I, I love sort of a lot of the the eighties and sort of synthesizer kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out later on in the year. I'm releasing a split that Duncan's also involved in um i think it's just as as him this time rather than a side project so okay that'll be out towards the end of the year um and it's it's really good awesome can't give any more information out yet unfortunately because i've not announced it so <laughs> no that's okay that's okay <laughs> yeah um i think brendan just came on the call brendan are you there i'm here guys how you doing hey brendan hello hey welcome uh, yeah. We were just talking, uh, just to catch you up, we were just talking about uh, releases that both labels have put out over the last sort of 12 months or so. Oh, um, some awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. Were there any favorites that you had personally of, uh, of either label? Oh, jeez. Um, I don't want to be rude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like them all, really. There's, um, I want to say Squelch Chamber. Uh, we got to give a shout out to that. It was some fucking awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I love that. Noose was really awesome. Shit was great. You know, um, I'm not at the top of my head anymore. Um, I gotta get my computer up, but. Sorry, yeah. I, I ambushed you with that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll give you, I'll give you a minute to think about it. Um, and I'll ask another question I had for, for both guys. Um, so tell, do you want to tell us a little bit about your projects? Because, uh, I mean, let's hear a little bit about Mastiff and Noost. Uh, yeah, well, Mastiff, um, I've, the band's been going for quite a while. Uh, I've been in the band for just over four years now. Um, and we released, uh, in that time, uh, an EP and an album on APF Records. And then last uh october time we recorded at no studio in manchester uh, with joe clayton and uh, we were lucky enough to have e1 heavy sign us so um that's great our album's coming out the 10th of september um everywhere and uh, it's wracking and awesome at the same time <laughs> the, re- the reviews haven't started coming in yet but i'm hoping they're all good <laughs> congratulations that's all that's huge yeah, no, it's 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 all good. Thanks. So we we kind of knew about it for quite a while before we could actually announce anything, uh, because we needed to record a video for the first single, mm-hmm. um, and 
the guys he won have been awesome. Um, so it was like, oh yeah, of course we'll we'll wait and get everything right before any kind of announcements. So sitting on it was quite hard. Uh, but yeah, and then with yeah, I, I kind of with a label and massive. I I don't know how I have the time, but I also do a few other bits and bobs as well. Obviously with Catafalque, mm-hmm. we're working on a new album at the awesome. moment. Um, which will be not a double album this time. Uh, maybe we uh, put too much on people last time with the two like two albums worth of misery. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, obviously it was good working with uh, with Rog to release that one as well. That was such a tasty album. Mm-hmm. When I, I, it was funny, I, I agreed to put it out in tape, and then realised how long it was. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long one, <laughs> but now yeah, so we're working on on album three uh, for Catafalk. Um, just need to get into a studio to record the drums. We were supposed to be going back down to to know in um, September, uh, but with the Mastiff stuff, um, it coincided with around the, the same date that was releasing the album. So we kind of had to to sort of put the kibosh on that and. We'll probably end up just going and recording drum the drum tracks in a, a local whole studio or something, and then we can uh, me and Tom can cut them all up at home and add add our own bits and bobs to them. Then so, but yeah, that's coming up as well, um, which is cool. Uh, I would normally be doing some other stuff as well, but I just haven't had the time recently. <laughs> it's just been too busy. <laughs> I like keeping myself busy and I like making music, but uh, I just haven't had the time to do that recently. It's uh, I don't know how you juggle it all, honestly. That's crazy. But yeah, congratulations and keep up yeah. the amazing amount of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> that Cataflex stuff is awesome. Yeah. It's it's so different, you know? It's like, for me, it's one of those kind of rainy rainy day kind of uh, listens, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, oh, man, it's so good. I, um, I remember listening to it, and I'm like, wait, there's vocals in here. And then I'm like really paying attention and I'm like, wow, this yeah. is like, this is layered and like, you gotta, um, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like I love music when you have to pay attention to it. Um, I, I, I love stuff like that, you know? So, uh, it was just, it was, it was an awesome listen. And every time I'm like, oh yeah, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of layers in there. Uh, I spent a lot of time sort of adding the synths and, and doing the vocals, but I didn't want the vocals to be too prominent. Um, mm-hmm. I just have them, yeah. Because sometimes you know you can have them and it just kind of overpower everything. But I wanted them to be there, but kind of act like another sort of layer of synths, just sort of just enough for you to be able to pick up on them, but uh, n- nothing overpowering really. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I uh, I loved it too. Uh, Brendan's completely right. Like we, I was listening to it as well, and it's like I actually couldn't tell if it was vocals or not. I'm like, and it's, it's set. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. Like I was like, is that an instrument or is that someone's voice? Like. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so many layers of like I've probably each song with vocals in has got about six tracks of vocals with different effects added to each of them. Yeah, so it's just yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I did that, but it seemed to work. You know, you could probably end up making like a whole like track that's just vocals. You know, and it probably would be, like, could actually. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, Roger, what about you with Noose? 
So I started Noost in 2019 in August. Just I had just uh, left the band, uh, a drone doom band, and we were generally playing like a riff for 15 minutes or so, which was a lot of fun, you know, don't get me wrong. But um, I just wanted to play some faster stuff and some more aggressive stuff. Uh, put out uh, an EP, then another EP, then another EP, then Dan put out two EPs for me. And release another, uh, like an, an album's worth of EPs, a collection of films, which is just out now. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on, I don't know, either an EP or a album, depending on how it goes. Um, I'm meant to be doing two splits as well with... Um, Purveyors of Sonic Doom and Gord. Nice. Nice. Words yeah. fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so it'll be um Yeah, it's 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 keeping keeping me busy. <laughs> then on top of that, I have a drone doom project called Relig. I have a noise project called London Phil's Harmonica Orchestra. I have a kind of a industrial like old Revolt and Cox industrial project called Dr. Bastard. Oh okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a, a new noise thing I'm working on called A Nice Man, which is just really fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> and I have, I'm in a, I started a new band with the drummer of my last Doom band, which were called Stonecarver. Uh, we haven't a name yet, but we have two tracks. So that's keeping me fairly, fairly flat out. Nice. And I have a, started a small media company for making album art and. Uh, music videos called Hill Rituals. Awesome. So that, that's where I'm at now. And I have, the, obviously, the Rory Wheel project I was telling you about earlier on, the Dark Campion thing. Wow. wow. That's, I, that's I, definitely... I feel like I'm slacking now. I'm <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I need to get more good stuff on the go. <laughs> you are going what to you, be... Um, you have to keep yourself organized, you know? Like, how do, like, how do you do that? Yeah, that's it's that's the troubling thing. It's easy enough because like all of these bands is just me. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's not too much pressure. I mean, my my um, fiance Mand, she does a bit of news to me. Like she'll hopefully be doing the samples when we do it live, but she does some backing vocals from here and there. Oh, so cool. generally, I can kind of make my own hours with it. But like with, with Rory of Wheel, I'm doing a split with um, Tom from from Cataflac, and I'm making a uh, fucking what's the word? Uh, uh, not compilation. Myself and Graham Alkin are making an album together. As <laughs> Rory, I couldn't think of the word. So that should be good fun. Uh, Graham Alkin, he was in the Hair and the Moon, and he's got uh, outlandish amount of uh, folk horror. And and psychedelic folk projects that you need to check out. I do. So it was very very exciting working with him. Um, yeah, I mean, like, f- and finding the time to do Curse Monk and in with all that crack can be challenging. And you know, especially like with the internet the way it is now with Facebook. I mean, you you have so many thousand followers, but like a hundred of them see a thing. Yep. It can really like, screaming into the void. You know that kind of way. So it can be yeah. hard to. Keep- <laughs> it can be hard to keep the chin up from time to time, but I mean, you have to, like, you know, as, yep. as Beyonce keeps reminding me, you're releasing music that's a niche of a niche of a niche. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is, it is a, a real frustration. 
Um, like compared to in 2019 when I first started the label, compared to now, I have more followers, but mm. the but less people see in every post. Yep. And yeah. Like mm. by like by a massive percentage. Yeah. It drops since it's December. Insane. Yes. Yeah. But pretty much since then, it's just. I don't know, you, you get that, and you, you know, you have bre- Brexit on top of it all and the massive vinyl wait times at the moment. It just, everything just seems like it's against you. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. It's really grinding. You pull through, though. I yeah. actually, I've been meaning to buy the uh, Tides vinyl. I, I'm like, oh, I really want to get it. Like, I love Nomadic Rituals, and I was like, ah, oh. it's just with like getting boned on all that shipping costs it's like it makes you like oh do i like spend more money and then get more vinyl from you and like well like and, uh, a lot of companies are probably dealing with that but it's like oh yeah uh, shipping costs have got crazy especially I mean, to the for states me, mm-hmm. for me to you i think about 12 or 13 bucks from ireland but then you're gonna have to pay import tax as well which is gonna you know it's, it's a pain in the arse yeah but you were kind enough to have me on your podcast, so I'll just send you one, man. Just give me your address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll, I'll definitely give it to you when we're not recording. Don't forget your social. Yeah. Oh, and my bank cards. I'll get you. i get you all that. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Roger, I actually saw your, I think it was your post the other day about, you, you posted something and it showed you like 17 people reached or something and you have several thousand followers. Yeah, I was having a bit of a whinge. No, I get it. I, I, I haven't had a public whinge, but I've had very pri- many private whinges to people about it. We doubled, more than doubled our number of followers since December and our, our reach is a third of what it was in December, which it makes absolutely you know no sense. And yeah. There's not even like an algorithm you can make sense of it because like I've tried playing with posting at different times or different days of the week, I, and like it makes no difference whatsoever. Like you can post on a Monday at 9 a.m. get 50 likes on something, and then you can post the following Monday at 9 a.m. and get two. And like you know, there's no. It, it's really strange. Uh, I was gonna say I noticed a lot of posts from people um, that are like three days old. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to plan something, like at least for when I'm like, you know, bombing through Facebook or we're doing dumb shit, I noticed that everything is like three days behind. So like when this Mastodon thing came out, they're like, oh, yeah, it'll, the live stream, if you paid for the concert, whatever, it'll be it's up for 72 hours. And I'm like, it's already it's going to be done in three minutes. Like, what the hell am I looking at this for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that kills me. Every so often, I'll do a 24-hour flash sale, and I'll try to set up an ad. I'll try to give Facebook money, and they'd be like, nah, you got to do it for three days or else no one's going to see it. It's like, what's the yeah. fucking... You know? <laughs> yeah, also, right. you know, I've noticed that they have underneath your posts, there's like a distribution score, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you'll have a green arrow. This is 1.8% higher than normal, or you'll have a red arrow. This is like 11% less than normal. It's like, you're the people distributing it. you You gotta do maybe just have people more like just actually fucking clickbait your shit you know like have them hit the like button have them do all that kind of stuff and then they'll start popping back up into their feeds sort of only sort of like they 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 even announced like in an article i read they changed the algorithm in december that the amount you spend on advertising on average directly impacts your reach now. 
So it's not even just like people liking your stuff or commenting anymore. Oh, that's disgusting. Uh, it is disgusting. So it's yeah. like pay to play. Yeah, pay to play. So these big companies, obviously, that you know, drop like here's fifty bucks for the week type thing on advertising, are going to get right. way more of a presence than you are if you like. Oh, here's three dollars every now and then for a special occasion type thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is not the, not the point. I like your clickbait idea, though. Yeah, <laughs> I can't you just have to uh, get yourself up there with like a you know holding some vinyl shirtless or something and just be like, yeah. fucking sexy. <laughs> Look at this, you know. I'll tell you one thing, you're lucky this is audio only and not video because we're having a heat wave in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a very hot, very sweaty, very tough man. Same here. <laughs> oh, it's I'm, I'm feeling you, Rog. Like Twenty something days, so it's so humid right now because the sun's actually out and it's like. Oh, it's like we've had flash flooding, everything for like weeks, and now it's like, yeah, oh, I, I'm basically yeah, same way, man. It, it's just, it's pretty, it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our uh, I don't know why, but our our apartments is like whatever the temperature is outside, you just add like ten or fifteen degrees for absolutely no reason, and then that's the temperature inside my apartment. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> we're, we're lucky in our house here in Galway. We call it the cave house because there's, there's there's very little light comes into the end of the, the downstairs of it. So it's just it's nice and cool all the time. But then oh, you go upstairs, lucky. fucking sauna, man. It's, it's rough. Yeah. I have like a dehumidifier running in my basement like 24 7. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, I, I'm surrounded, and just by where I'm sitting right now, I can see eight separate windows with sun coming in them. So that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you got that Cali sun too, bro. It's like a greenhouse, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're running out of time, so I know Roger has to go. So I'll quickly get back on track for a second. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, what was? I mean, COVID obviously changed everything for a lot of people in the, the music business. Um, how did COVID affect your bands and your labels in, in the past year? Do you see a change and shift in the way the business is done? Uh, yeah. Um, especially when uh, COVID first hit, there was a, a massive drop in sales. Um, and I completely understand why. Uh, people were scared that they wouldn't have a job. Uh, they'll be a furloughed. Um and it was yeah. just the case of kind of you have to pri- reprioritize your money and your expenditure. It's as the longer that the um, sort of pandemic went on, uh, you saw more and more people actually spending, mm-hmm. um, which obviously was nice uh, because they obviously got a bit of sense of security that they did have a job and, and things like that. But and it was going okay towards the end of last year and then when Brexit's hit now um, me personally being in the UK was taken another hit uh, because the custom charges that have been bought into the EU uh, mm-hmm. certain countries are putting custom charges on every single thing that comes through uh, such as Austria and it, you've, I've seen a massive downturn of, of sales to uh, the EU uh, US has stayed pretty similar but I used to get a lot to the EU and not as much anymore. Um, and it's just it's just one of them things. I mean, I, I can't control mm-hmm. customs charges. I can't control the postal charges and things like that. So it's, you know, it's one of them things. And, and But it has negatively impacted um, 
the label. Um, as for sort of the bands and stuff, not being able to play was was a big one. Like with Mastiff, we were lucky that we we got in to record the week before the second lockdown started. Uh-huh. Uh, so we managed to get the album done and recorded. Otherwise, we probably would have only just got around to recording it now, um, uh-huh. which was good. Uh, but you know, we've had one show in 18 months, pretty much, or 16 months, uh, which was a couple of, well, it was last month, yeah, um, uh, in Manchester. And we've got another one this weekend, but and, and they're slowly coming, but you know, people are just kind of wary about booking things, also about coming stuff because they're all buying tickets because they're not sure whether they're actually going to go ahead or not. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it, yeah, the pandemic, it's had a massive impact uh, on, on the band. Um, not not as much with the label. I suppose with the label, it's kind of the bands that I've got on there, a lot of them play gigs. Mm-hmm. So I, they would have taken stock that I've got to sell at gigs. They're right. not allowed to do that. So in turn, obviously, the thing the the sort of cassette CDs, vinyl that they would normally have, have taken off me to sell, they've not been able to do that because there's no point because you know, got nowhere to sell them. Right. But you know, when, when things start picking yeah. up again, um, it'll be okay. You know, you know, everyone goes through a, a few sort of tough periods with things, and mm-hmm. uh, it'll you know, everything will, will get back to normal or some kind of normality at some point. When that is, I don't know whether it's this year or next year or, or whatever, but you know, it's fine. And I'll stop waffling on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right, though, and it's important to keep that positive outlook. Like, it, it will eventually, you know, it's never going to be normal, like go back to normal, but it will like level out and balance out. And, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know how you guys, how it's going on over there, but um, I'm on the East Coast of america and we're pretty much like you know if you're vaccinated there's no masks like you know what i mean yep. people are just doing around what they want like like kind of like it was back to normal you know so, you know if you're, if you're if you're vaccinated like you can you can go to people's gaffes or houses sorry you can go to people's houses and you can go to like you know you can meet yeah. up in the <laughs> whatever yeah. you know. well they just let us uh, back in the bars and stuff like you uh, you could go to the restaurant and eat but you couldn't sit at the bar but uh, yeah, now you can you sit can at the bar you can't do that over here you know uh, but, uh, yeah no it, it's, it's it's good and like what I'm noticing is a lot like I, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated myself because I was high risk so what I'm noticing is a lot of people who are fully vaccinated are still masking up when they're outside and all that kind of crack they're still taking it serious and that is important, as far as I'm concerned. Because yeah, like, I mean, new we're all Delta. adults. We can make yeah, our own exactly. health decisions, you know? And if you mm-hmm. want to mask it, then that's that, man, you know? Yeah. And, like, we have the Delta variant over here. I, I don't know if that's in America. It might be a European or a England. I, it's coming around, but it's mainly attacking people that um, aren't, aren't vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. The, the vaccine's sure. actually working against it, which is good. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, you know, I feel pretty bad about like living it up inside in a pub or something, and then like the the person serving me because of the age in Ireland, they can't get vaccinated yet because the the order hasn't happened for their age group yet. But yet they can they can't eat in the pub or drink in the pub, but they can work in the pub. So I yeah. feel pretty bad. 
Yeah, variant and giving it to them. So I mean, you know, you gotta like you gotta mind everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, as far as the pandemic and Curse Monk went, um, yeah, it it fairly it, it affected sales a lot because uh, as Dan was saying, you know, when shit hit the fan, people aren't knowing if they're going to, when they're going to work, if they're going to be able to go back to work, what's going to happen. Like they're the last thing under mind is buying tapes and CDs buying them and whatnot. So sales went, it took a big slump. But at the same time, what I noticed was a lot more Irish people started buying from Curse Monk. Hmm. Kind of cool. That's why you like, we didn't have a lot of Irish people buying from us. And our whole thing was like, we're trying to push stuff into Europe. You know, and then like, like, like get Europe banned. <laughs> we're going to get yeah. over from around the world and then and, and, and the Irish people and the European people try to bigger stuff up a bit like that and there's a few big labels over here and you know you're, 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 yeah. but, the pandemic really helped like first month for who they were Brexit has just kind of fucked everything up for everyone you know it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot harder like I've put out Albums with 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 English labels that uh, that won't be able to happen anymore because of import. I'm putting out vinyl for English bands like Geist. I was meant to be putting out vinyl for them. Uh, fingers crossed, but like I don't know how we can do that because if I get it from where I get vinyl from in Poland, uh, they're still going to have to pay the import tax on their cut, you know, because I do a sixty forty thing, so they'll get forty percent of the pressing. That's mm-hmm. a huge amount of money to have to pay an import tax. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, right. I couldn't working i at the same time i couldn't see it if they get it made somewhere in england and i paid money that way i couldn't see it working it coming into ireland because it's, you know the trouble is yeah we over here there's there's no pressing plants in the uk that can kind of do any volume they tend mm-hmm. to be late late cut ones so all of the vinyl that we get from the from the eu as well so from czech republic oh, and stuff so really, it's it's really really pulling things out so, I mean, not only then do you have to deal with like the wait times in Europe, but you have to wait the, the custom wait times as well. Imagine that stuff coming into England from Europe has taken a while. Yeah, I mean, the, the base wait time I was told last week is between nine and 12 months to get a vinyl pressed, to run a vinyl, Good which Lord. is just insane. So That's just start getting it pressed now and then, like, you know, and you could potentially it and do it later. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure yeah. you're album how do you feel about it coming out in a year's time well that's it i mean <laughs> it's making it harder because being a small label you mm. can't afford to have like close to two thousand pounds tied up in a vinyl release that you can't even start like pre-orders for for nine months yeah exactly. it's, it kind of yeah. it just kind of takes the whole lot of the money away from any other releases that you've got and it's just the wait times are just insane i mean they were, I think it was about four or five months last year. And that mm-hmm. was okay. You know, two two months worth of, like, you wait and you pay the money. Then then in two months' time, you can start recouping some of it with mm-hmm. your pre, pre-orders and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, who's going to order an album that's going to be a year before they get yeah. it? It's just not going to happen, is it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hopefully CDs can make a comeback, right? Oh, that, yeah, it would be nice if they did. It would be nice yeah. if they did. I mean... To, to be fair, bands have been pretty decent about it. You know, if I've been saying like, I, I can't, I can't do a vinyl. I know you want a vinyl, and and if the thing is, if the t- wait times weren't as bad as they are, I probably would have done it. 
mm-hmm. you know, but mm. I just can't. I I don't have this big yeah. massive pot of money to dip into and then wait a year before I can get any of it back. No, same as yeah. that. Yeah. Right. I put on myself for nomadic rituals. That final release was outrageous. It's like, it, it, you know, it's a roll of the dice, and if it doesn't pay off, you're fucked. Like curse monk is mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, stay yeah. there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> every, yeah. every vinyl release is that. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, oh you, man, you put that money I, in, and it you don't get it back. That's it. You, you, yeah. you was, your whole uh, funds are gone, aren't they? You know, you can't release anything else. I was blessed. But the very first uh, Curse Monk vinyl release, the Weed Priest release, was one of my first releases, and I was working as a, a substitute art teacher, right? But my I had finished for the summer and the way it works is like your last year, you're getting your month on hand. So like, I wasn't going to get my last paycheck until you know the end of July or whatever, or the end of June. But like, I'd already got more work in the meantime. So I was like, okay, I've got this like chunk of money coming that I don't need to survive. Right. So hence roll the dice, let's release a vinyl and see what happens. I hadn't a fucking clue how to do promotion, how to do that. And I was as green as the rest of Ireland. Right. I still have boxes that I found. Hundreds of the No, no, it does sell every, you know, but like I, I released 300 of them. <laughs> you know, I had no boxes of the fucking things in there. If I had done that now and that happened, game over. No, no late. Done. Yeah. No. Exact, exactly the same here, Rog. Exactly yeah. the same. And it's like, I, I love doing the little CDs and cassette runs because mm-hmm. you, can, you can do a few, you can do more of them uh and therefore you, you get to work with with more bands and if you know if you don't sell you sell five copies of a 50 cd run you know you lose money but it it's not thousands of pounds you know yeah. what i mean like a vinyl can be <laughs> if i actually sat down and did the maths and seen the kind of the money out versus money in jesus christ <laughs> no way yeah. i don't know if i've ever broken even but like so long as you can kind of Get enough to like cover the next one. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, a word of advice to anyone out there: if you want to make money, don't start a record label. Don't do this. You'd be better off being a Still, fucking mine. You might be. You're better <laughs> off going down the, the betting shop, but putting all yeah. your money on a horse. <laughs> you got more chance of getting your money back. <laughs> it's fun. Don't get me wrong, and I don't regret doing it at all. But if you want to get rich, it's not the business for you. <laughs> Especially well, you're, well, you're rich with music, you know. And... You're rich with music, but yeah, financially poor. <laughs> you have one of the best underground music collections of anyone. Yeah, that's yeah. work. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you do have amazing stuff. I'm like, I'm like going through, and I'm like, I don't know why I didn't remember all these off the top of my head earlier. But like, Shallow Grave, like the Threshold Between Worlds, I think was one of the first. Um, I think I got it digitally from you, and then after that, it was Old Worms. Loved that. Oh yeah, Old Worms is great. It was really sad that they split up actually because they were. Yeah. And then, uh, oh yeah, Chasm Dweller was great. Yeah, they have a lot more stuff now. They're on a new label, but like the the lads were very um, prolific, if you know what I mean. So they're, they they'd have a new release the whole time. Yeah, now they're good. They're good. Might just be like the Chasm Dweller label. Love the guys. They're class. But I'd highly advise you to check out their their, their newer stuff. It's awesome. It's really, yeah, really I good. think I have it on uh, my wish list. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, obviously, you gotta love tombs. Nomadic Rituals, I think, actually, Nomadic Rituals, I think, was the first one that I got 
into and then uh oh god yeah man it was like when he first came out it was definitely i i mean all of it's still awesome you know but those are my stickouts. And Caged. Caged was like one of uh, my favorites. Yeah. Um, and like Dooms and the Nomadic Rituals, it's great to hear you saying that they're they're, they're some of your top ones because, you know, they're local bands. Like Tombs are from Limerick, Nomadic Rituals from Belfast. We all play shows together. So, yeah. Some of know. my favorite bands, you know, are from Ireland. I love, I love Soothsayer. I oh, yeah, really yeah. love the Slomatics. Like those guys, like, I think so, those guys are the ones that got me really into like kind of the the cleaner side of like of doom you know like, yeah. I was like all right this is good this is fucking awesome like it's just like you know psychedelic these guys are great they sing they're strong going to see like if you ever get an opportunity to see to see suits there live take it there like the lean their front man is unbelievable it's it's an yeah. experience i and, like, know uh, their new album that they just put out is fucking awesome i love it a lot um and then you have that live album that they did which i've listened to is really good class from their their new album their tracks outer fringe and war the doves i actually made the music videos for them from the hill rituals thing so nice nice yeah i love the uh war with doves was fucking really good well yeah outer fringe i like that song too dude like all of them are really good that whole album is great plays like a long song yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a ritual, you know. But yeah. like the the underground music scene in Ireland is so strong, you know what I mean? Yeah, you guys got it good over there for sure. I need of to get over right. there. I need like, you know, oh, hopefully, I was yeah. named after Saint Brendan, and I've never been to Ireland. I got to fucking something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it mightn't be all you think it is cracked up to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know I mean? Like this is just to come back today at the underground music scene here in Ireland. Like if you like them, check out like Owl Crusher, Zahora, Carosa, Elder Druid. Oh, I have Elder Druid. Elder Crusher, I've got on my list. I definitely listen to those. The the check. uh with the kill the feeble preacher or whatever. Like class. Awesome. And from the bogs of Agwishka, I can't recommend that enough. Which one? From the bogs of Aguishka, I'd have to spell it as like A U G H I S K A. Hmm. Kind of like Irish folklore, but done in a black metal, dark ambient way. It's on a popular witchcraft out of England. And one of the dudes from Bogs actually runs or is, I don't know if he runs it, but he's definitely like maybe him and his buddies run it at that label, Apocalypse Witchcraft, which is where to gander. Okay. I think I've heard of them. They, they sound familiar. Mm. But yeah, check out those bands. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Yeah. Take the opportunity to plug everyone I know. <laughs> yeah, man. Dan, anyone you want to plug? Oh, man. Still. Just listen to Still. Still are amazing. <laughs> and they're on Trepanation. And they <laughs> practice in the room next to a Mastiff practice. <laughs> they're from Hull. Come on, Hull. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to visit Hull. <laughs> uh, but we, there's some there's some more right bands there, <laughs> but that's about it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love I love watching Hundred Year Old Man. They're oh, a great, great band. Um, yeah. Played with them a couple of times. I've released a um, uh, weird chip tune uh, side project of theirs, uh, Saps, a couple of weeks back. Um, but also did the live CD from them. They're, they're excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Wallowing, as we've mentioned before, Geist, uh, they're 
they're top amazing. bunch of lads and an amazing band. You know, so yeah, there's, I mean, like like Rog says, Ireland's got some great bands. UK's got some great bands as well. Yeah. You know, so, like just un- the underground scenes are, are strong. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes fans just need a bit of a helping hand to to get people to listen to them and get people to hear them. Yeah. You know, and if we can help any way to, to make that happen, then, you know, it's all good, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Roger, I know you have to head off now, um, but before we wrap up, do you, either of you guys have any, you know, upcoming stuff people should look out for or check out uh, in the like, very near future? Uh, Label-wise or project-wise? Or... Yeah, I mean, like for, for the label, the band, is there anything that people should keep an eye out for that's coming out very soon? Uh, Ivory, from, from Curse Monk, Ivory Primarch, where the, the pre-order for that will be coming out shortly. They just released a single on their own band camp, which I highly advise you to check out, called The Mask. So it's class. Um, uh, Friday, Hapless Wretch are coming out on CD. If you've not checked out Hapless Wretch, check them out. It's um, like black and dead. It's, it's, it's one dude from London, and he, he will kick your arse in 10 minutes. You'll be surprised. You'll be listening to that, and you'll get black eyes. Serpent Moon. <laughs> uh Serpent Moon are coming out in August. That is Peter from Peter Marceliano, I believe. He's from New York. It's a one-man project. I like he sent me the first album and he wanted me to put out the second album. And I convinced him to let me put out the second album and the first album on the one album. So it's a double album and 19 tracks, and it's just pure misery. You love it. So that is coming out on the 19th of August on CD. Uh, and then just keep your eyes open on the Cursebunk thing. Uh, join our mailing list. Hit go to cursebunk.com, join the mailing list, you'll get all the notifications you want. And then like percentage off sales, lots of things are unique to the, the mailing list. Uh yeah, so Ivory Primark, Wasteland Coven. Then we've got a lot of Irish bands, and, and because of COVID, there's a lot of music written but not recorded. We have astronaut, motor player, slung from a tree. Facade and October should see the release of the set. Uh, another one man project from Dublin, and it's horrible. I'd imagine it would be probably banned or made illegal. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've got coming up, yeah, there's that uh, Sea Dead Trees album, uh, an Everson Poe uh, compilation. Uh, some experimental black metal uh, from Francis Root and Scon Socrata, uh, who are two chaps from the band Beggar. Um, Corellan, uh, Lurcher, uh, Stolen Kidneys, who are from Finland. Uh, they're ace. Uh, and yeah, and plenty more coming up before the end of the year as well. Um, personally, I did an album with uh, Mr. Helen that uh, you interviewed last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we did that, and we roped in uh, Matt Finney from Clawing, oh, awesome. uh, who's obviously worked done a bit of work with uh, Maurice from uh, Northern Tongues as well. So he's doing um, his amazing spoken word stuff over the top of our our noise. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's coming soon. We're called Sulfur Nurse. Uh, we've literally not announced anything yet <laughs> but it is coming um so yeah keep an eye out for that we've recorded that sort of uh, mid part of well beginning part of this year actually 
Um, so yeah, it's all all mixed, all mastered, and uh, we're just waiting. Awesome. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I think. Fantastic. Well, Roger, I know you have to go, so we'll, we won't keep you too long. So thanks so much for both of you for coming on the show. It was really great chatting to you both, and uh, appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, no worries. Thank, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, and we'll have to have you back sometime again next. You know, we'll do like regular things. You guys put out so much music. This is always something to talk about. That'd be great. It's a real shame that I have to split. It was just there's two two coinciding appointments. That's but, no uh, problem. I understand. Sit here and like maybe drink a couple of beers and just chat. It's good, correct? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I showed up late. I was at you know I was at an interview and I was like, oh shit, all right, you know. So <laughs> we should uh, definitely get back together. That'd be fun. Drink a few brews. Yeah. 100%. All right, we'll put yeah, something uh, me, put something together in the near future for that. Then sounds good. Lovely, lovely. Gentlemen, I will see you again. Cheers. Right. Right. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Right. Thanks, everyone. And uh, right. for anyone listening, thanks for, for tuning in, and we'll have uh, another guest next time.